Welcome. Welcome to the weekend. Everybody up. This is Herded Here with Swanee on 740 The Fan. You'll get the insight and latest information on North Dakota State football. From the tailgate lot to the football field, our countdown is on. Here's your host of Heard It Here, Josh Swanson. Ain't it great? Brothers and sisters of Bison Nation out there getting ready to tailgate on a balmy 29-degree morning in Fargo, North Dakota. The Bison are back in town. Hasn't it felt... Like it's been about 13 weeks since we last saw the good guys, the North Dakota State Bison undisputed number one heavyweight champs of the FCS in Fargo, man. I felt, I feel like it's been about 13 weeks since our last home game, and it's only been three weeks. That's right. Back on September 29th, ancient history in the Missouri Valley Football Conference, North Dakota State beat the Jack Rabbits at the Fargo Dome. And we've been on the road, some road trips to the Uni Dome, to the uh, Palm Springs of Western Illinois, the oasis that it is. And now we're back. Back in Fargo, back in the good time groove, finding the Bison at 3-0 in the Valley after a big 34-7 triumph down in Macomb last weekend. We're Code Green. We're going to talk with Jalen Allison from Code Green a little bit later here this morning. In fact, we're going to have him in about 10 to 15 minutes talking about how the Bison defense has been absolutely locked down, tougher to escape from than Alcatraz tough during conference play. And it hasn't been any cupcakes, folks, and that's that's my problem, the bone I want to pick with Illinois State and the FCS talking heads this morning. Old Illinois State, the Redbirds, Brock Spack coming into Fargo, number Seven or eight rated team, nationally ranked number eight in stats, FCS media poll. And Craig Haley, who's one of the deans of FCS football, you don't have too many guys that know as much or more about the FCS than Craig Haley. Stats FCS, they do the Walter Payton Award. They do the Buck Buchanan. They've got one of the top 25 polls in the country. Craig Haley knows what he's talking about, but this week, the dean of the FCS picked against the Bison. He says the Redbirds are going to win. Says, isn't it a little a little early in the day to be having a drink to be picking the Redbirds against the Bison at the Fargo Dome? And even a local media guy who works for one of our competitors and knows quite a bit about the FCS landscape, he picked against the Bison. 
You know, I'm not going to do that. I ain't, I ain't goofy. I didn't eat paint chips when I was a kid. Well, I didn't eat many of them. Anyway, growing up in Maddock, North Dakota, a great bison town, we were taught better. We know better than to pick against the bison. Illinois State, they're about as deep as a shallow puddle of water. That's what I'm telling you. I don't have to be bold this morning. I'll look at the numbers. Let's dive into them right away. Saturday morning, 8.05, you've got your coffee. You're getting ready to go out and tailgate. You're saying, I'm tuning in to my old buddy, my old pal Swanee, to get the inside information. And Illinois State, oh, they're, they're, they're the new it girl this week in the FCS. They're the sexy, sexy trending pick. Oh boy, oh boy, they can get a win in Fargo. If those Redbirds and running back James Robinson and their new shiny quarterback number four, Brady Davis, he's a big boy, 6'4", 210, junior, beat out two-year starter Jake Kolb for that quarterback position. Number eight in the country, huh, at five and one. Well, let's go to the tape. Uh, St. Xavier, NAIA team, they beat them. Throw that out the window. In fact, I have no respect if you're scheduling an NAIA team and playing FCS football. You could find something better to do, someone better to play. Well, they got to win against Colorado State. That's why they're ranked number eight in the country. Colorado State's three and five in the Mountain West. And New Mexico, darn near beat. The Colorado State Rams here. Missouri State, 4-2, maybe a surprise of the year in the Missouri Valley Football Conference. They beat Illinois State 24-21. The last two weeks, you look at the schedule, you say, oh, I don't know, Swan. The Redbirds got a 33-16 win over Western Illinois. The same Western Illinois, North Dakota State just housed in Macomb. But you can't be so lazy and just say, well, it was 33-16. to 16. You take a look at that game, friends. That game, Western Illinois was up 16-12 to 12 going in to the fourth quarter. 16 to 12, the Western Illinois team that North Dakota State just absolutely manhandled in McComb last Saturday was beaten. The number eight nationally ranked trendy it girl sexy pick, Illinois State Redbirds. And it took a late defensive touchdown and a garbage touchdown to make that game its final margin. Now I'm not saying I I hear some of you. Well, Swan, I, I don't think you're giving those uh those Redbirds enough credit there. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. But what have they done? They beat Southern Illinois last week. The Maddock Bobcat nine-man football team in Central North Dakota would take care of Southern Illinois this year. If it was like European League soccer, they'd be relegated down a division because the Salukis are bad, man. They're one in five, and everybody's beating them by 40 or 50 points. Illinois State has put together their 5-1 and one record off the backs of opponents that are a combined 13-22. and 22. 
and these aren't dominating performances. Southern Illinois, throw that out. That game, that game doesn't mean anything, right? They haven't played a Northern Iowa. They haven't played a South Dakota State. And they sure as heck haven't played a North Dakota State team. So I, I think this Illinois State game, Illinois State team, man, there's a lot of hype. And they really haven't done anything to show that they've deserved it. One of the things about FCS football, they say, well, they, they've got an FBS one. You're going to hear Nolan P. Schmidt, editor-in-chief of Bison Illustrated. You're going to hear Chase Miller on our FCS Face the Nation roundtable later here this morning. And you're going to hear the cliche, and oh, they got an FBS win, man. Well, it's not a win over an opponent like Iowa. It's not a win over an opponent like Kansas State. And it's not even a win over an opponent like uh, Minnesota. It's Colorado State, who's 3-5 and five in the Mountain West and not exactly lighting the world on fire. If you were to put Colorado State in the Missouri Valley Football Conference, They'd be lucky to make it out of their 4-4 four and four this year. North Dakota State, the Bison would truck them. South Dakota State, they'd take apart the Rams. Northern Iowa, well, I don't know, give the advantage to the Panthers. But Colorado State ain't no world beater. So that's what I don't understand about the talking heads picking against the Bison. And, and the logic, I think, is this, friends. Here's... Here's what I think they're saying. Well, uh, North Dakota State's coming off a, a tough three-game stretch. You know, they, uh, they beat South Dakota State, and they uh, beat beat Northern Iowa, and then uh, went down to McComb, played Western Illinois. This is a trap game. This is a trap game. I'm tired of that. Is every game a trap game that North Dakota State plays? So we get done playing the top-tier teams in the Missouri Valley Football Conference, but oh, oh, oh. We got Illinois State. We got South Dakota. Trap game. Trap game. I don't buy that. North Dakota State has 25 seniors, an experienced football team, an experienced coaching staff. And if I'm tired of hearing about this trap game nonsense, hullabaloo, absurdity, you know they got to be tired of it. And you know I love this. This is bulletin board material, right? If you're the Bison, if you're Easton Stick, if you're Jalen Allison, if you're Levi Jordheim, if you're Dan Marlett, Caleb Butler, Jabril Cox, Lance Dunn, Darius Shepard, you got to be tired of hearing that stuff. Well, is this is this a trap game, guys? You know, you, you're coming off three really big wins. Uh, is this a trap game for you guys? Please. Please. We'll hear from Jalen Allison in a few minutes. I don't think this Bison team is going to be surprised by anything the Redbirds do today. You look up and down the list the last few weeks, this offense for Illinois State that's coming in averaging 39 points per game. You know, they put up uh, 46 against the NAIA school. They put up 48 against Eastern Illinois. They put up 51 against Southern Illinois. That's inflated that average. You take a look at what they did against Missouri State, 24 to 21. They put up three touchdowns against Missouri State, and they punted the ball eight times against Western Illinois in a game they trailed 16-12 to 12 going into the fourth quarter. They punted the ball nine times. 
against Colorado State. They punted the ball seven times. This cold green defense, man, I'd put my money on the Bison. James Robinson, he's a salty running back. He's one of the best in the FCS, no doubt. But North Dakota State's defensive line, did you watch the game in Macomb? Did any of these FCS talking head experts tune in to that game down in Macomb? The Bison defense was nothing short of dominant. Dominant. Four interceptions, a fumble return for a touchdown, a bunch of quarterback hurries. Man, Sean McGuire, a senior quarterback who knows the lay of the land in the Missouri Valley Football Conference, that dude was running for his life all night. And if it weren't for the fact he slipped out of a couple tackles and sacks early and just just chucked the ball into the air, he threw it up, and his receiver made a couple nice plays, and North Dakota State missed an interception or two. Ask them about that because you know the Bison saw that in the film room. Western Illinois gets skunked. The Bison walk out of there with a shutout. Illinois State's offense running rough shot over the Bison. Man, I don't think so. I don't think so. That's why I think the Bison have a, we'll talk about it in the uh, game day pick segment, but I'm not seeing it, guys. I'm not seeing this number eight national ranking for the Redbirds. They don't have the resume to back it up. Not yet, anyway. Now they're going to have an opportunity. Redbird Nation out there. This guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Bison Homer? Bison Rube? Maybe so. We'll find out this afternoon at 2.30 at the friendly confines of the Fargo Dome where it's Bison Illustrated Day. Every seat in the dome. It's glorious. Beautiful. He's got a bright and shiny Bison Illustrated on it. You can read the column Swanee says by your old buddy, your old pal Swan. He's got a great story, really important story about Bison Nation. Jeff McKinnon, former Bison linebacker, battling multiple myeloma. I had a chance to sit down and visit with him and his wife, Amy, a couple weeks ago. We got that story in the magazine that'll be on your seat in the Fargo Dome. I talked to former Bison head coach Rocky Hager. About that, he'd reached out, talked to Jeff. We talked about Bison Pride, Nolan P. Schmidt. He'll join us here in a little bit. He'll talk all about that issue. But Illinois State's going to have a chance to prove themselves today and next week against South Dakota State. And I got a feeling, I got a feeling that Illinois State's going to be 5-3 and three after the next two weeks and 2-3 and three in the conference. And those folks that were pumping up the Redbirds saying, hey, look at these guys. They could be a they could be a playoff seed, man. They could be a playoff seed. The Bison are in trouble. Oh no! Scary time! Hold me, I don't know what to do. The Bison are in trouble. No. No, 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 no. I think North Dakota State. I think the passing attack. One of these weeks I gotta be right, don't I? When I'm telling you that Easton Stick's going to go off for 250 yards passing and three or four touchdowns, well, what the heck? Let's do it again this week. Mike Easton's going to break the NDSU passing touchdown record this afternoon at the Fargo Dome. Folks, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to have North Dakota State senior and all-conference quarterback Jalen Allison on Heard It Here with Swanee on 740 AM. 
Every week, Swanee goes one-on-one with NDSU's playmakers, the guys who make it happen for the Bison and continue the program's tradition and excellence. These guys are the strength of the herd. We're here with Swanee on 740 AM. The fan, we have North Dakota State senior quarterback Jalen Allison from Code Green. And Jalen, nowadays, Code Green, you guys seem to be dominating everybody. 66 points off of turnovers. What is it about the defense this year where you guys have been able to get so many takeaways? Uh, we just never panic. Whenever you get to the red zone, we preach about being tough in the red zone. Field goals won't beat you. And we pay attention to details and find tendencies, and that helps us make plays. Defensive backfield this year, especially so many veteran experienced players between you, the other Jalen, Robbie Grimsley. What is that like to have so many upperclassmen back there in the secondary playing a lot of good quarterbacks in the Missouri Valley Conference? Uh, that ties into the staying calm when in any situation. We have uh, field experience and we never panic whenever things do happen to go bad. We just keep playing and trust the process. Is there something in particular about this year? You guys seem to be getting a lot of defensive touchdowns. Last week, four interceptions against McGuire, who's a really experienced senior quarterback for Western Illinois. Is, it, is there something this year about you guys where you're emphasizing takeaways or just playing really good football? Uh, we emphasize takeaways every year, but we've, we're really emphasizing this year because we've been in fall camp. We weren't capitalizing on many plays, so they made it more of an emphasis. And you got to give credit to D-line. They're putting pressure on quarterbacks every play, so they have to be forced to throw it up or take the sack. How big is it for you guys when you get a big defensive touchdown, whether it was DeBrill's touchdown against Delaware last week, the, the sack, and the Dan Marlette running for a touchdown? What does that mean for Code Green when you guys can put up a score for the Bison? Uh, it's always great to score on defense, take some pressure off the offense, and it's demoralizing to offense if you give a score up to the defense. So it's always a great feeling. A couple weeks ago, I know it's old history, and, and the Bison have the 24-hour rule. You don't celebrate a victory after 24 hours, but a couple weeks ago, South Dakota State, you had a, a big play there against Taron Christian, big interception. Uh, to, to, to Walk us through that play a little bit. I know it's kind of ancient history, but what did you see on that play? Uh, it was unbalanced, so I was in the middle of read, so I'm extra quarterback player, but he dropped back, and it was three-by on the – our right side. So now everybody's going to run to the left side of the end zone. I figured somebody's going to come back, and I was kind of hiding behind the ref, so I don't think he saw me. I just jumped around and got a pick. Jalen Allison, North Dakota State senior quarterback, here with us on Heard It Here with Swanee and 740 AM, the fan. Jalen, another week, another big test in the Missouri Valley Football Conference, number seven ranked Illinois State. Coming to town, what do you guys know about the Redbirds having watched some film this week? Uh, they're big. Their backs are big. You have to be tough and tackle them, bring them down to the ground. They usually don't go down on first contact. Tacked. <laughs> and they got a new quarterback who's pretty good. Their backup's good. He's a senior leader. So we just have to read the keys and play dominant football. How important is it for the defense to, to put the offense? One of the things we talk a lot about on Heard It Here with Swanee, Code Green is so good at leaving other teams, keeping them behind schedule on first down, making them play the second and eights third and plus six. How important is that for a defense where you guys can keep keep opposing offenses in third and plus five? Uh, your percentages go way up and their playbooks cut short if you uh, if it's not third and three, third and short where they can do anything they want and have a bunch of run game. If you force them to be one-dimensional having to pass it, cuts down their playbook and makes it easier. Talk to us a little bit, Jalen, a guy coming from Papillion, Nebraska, on the, kind of on the outskirts of Omaha. How did you end up at North Dakota State? Actually, Tyler Rice, uh, he used to go here. He told me to come up to a camp. I actually went to the SDSU camp before that. I was even looking about here, and they told me to come up, and I came up and got offered at uh, 
at the camp, so I committed. Bunch of Nebraska guys. I know the Cornhuskers aren't doing so well this year, but North Dakota State winning conference championships year after year, national championships year after year, whether it's you, know, you Easton Stick, Nick DeLuca, Kyle Emanuel. I mean, the list of players from the Cornhusker State is pretty long for a bison. Uh, what does that mean to, for you guys, especially from Nebraska, that so many of you have found your way to North Dakota State and, and done so well contributing to the tradition and history here? I feel like Nebraska player, high school players are slept on. So when we do get a chance to go FCS, FBS, wherever it may be, we have a bigger chip on our shoulder because we feel like we could have been recruited by other schools. But I feel like, me personally, I had a chip on my shoulder when I came here because I felt like I could have went anywhere else too. So. And a bunch of, especially, you know, all-conference performers, all-Americans that I'm sure right now Nebraska and a bunch of other Big 12s are kicking themselves or passing up on you guys. But having done so well for, for North Dakota State, I know the expectation for the Bison is, you know, it's a week-by-week -week thing, win the Missouri Valley Football Conference, and then get to the playoffs. Now that you're in the heart of Valley play, I mean, what is that like for you guys in, in the middle of the season, some bumps and bruises? How do you overcome that on a week-to-week -week basis? Uh, we always try to just go 1-0 one, one each day, Monday through uh, Thursday, then the walkthroughs go 1-0 that day, be locked in, focused, and I'll take care of business Saturday. And if somebody does go down, it's always next man up mentality. You have to be ready whenever your number's called. How, how big is it for you guys playing in the secondary to know you've got such a great pass rush, such a great front seven for the buys, and whether it's the, the defensive line or linebackers, how important is that for you guys and what we're trying to do schematically as a defense? It's great to know that the quarterback's always under pressure, always just, just under distress. And sometimes quarterbacks don't look down the field. They'll start looking at the pressure coming in. So, And we know that he won't be able to hold the ball as long as some other teams where he can just sit back there, pat the ball, pat the ball, and nobody can cover somebody forever. So that's always a great feeling to know that the ball got to come out. One final question, Jalen Allison, North Dakota State quarterback. How good is it after two tough road games, getting a big one at UNI, a big win in Macomb, how good is it to be playing back in the Dome this weekend? Uh, there's nothing like playing in the Dome with all our fans cheering, 19,000. It's going to be a, a great experience again. Jalen, best of luck to you this weekend and the rest of the season. Thank you. Those 19,000 fans at the Fargo Dome, man, I'm amped up. I'm all kinds of excited to be back in the Dome today watching Jalen Allison in the code greed. Greed. It is greed. All the turnovers. They're greedy. Greedy for takeaways, man. Code green. Hungry for those takeaways. You heard Jalen Allison say this year there's been an emphasis on takeaways and turnovers and stealing the ball from the other team. Jalen leads the Bison with five pass breakups. Big interception against South Dakota State. Steady senior leadership. Those guys, they don't panic. One of the things I thought was really interesting that he said there's so many interceptions this year, right? Every game the Bison are getting an interception or a big play on defense or a defensive touchdown, and so much of that credit, as Jalen pointed out, goes to that defensive line, the front seven for the Bison, getting pressure on the quarterback. And you don't, you don't see those numbers on the stat sheet when the quarterback decides, oh, man, I got this 280-pound defensive lineman Aaron Steidel bearing down on me. Wanted to do a sack dance. I got to get rid of the ball, man. There's Jabril Cox. Woo! Rushing the other way for six points. Nolan P. Schmidt. Man, that's Code Green this year has done such a great job, and we'll get into it during our FCS roundtable. But one of the most impressive things to me about North Dakota State's performance last week and as a body of work on the season in total 
week after week, that front seven is making life miserable for the other team's quarterback. Absolutely. I mean, we see it every week, and we talk about it every week, Swanee. We're like, okay, this game is going to be won or lost at the line of scrimmage, and Chris Kleiman rings the exact same sentiments every single week is, okay, we're going to win this game in the trenches, especially in Valley play where you have, you know, a physical rough-and-tumble football game every single week of the year. You know, you have to be successful in the front seven, and NDSU's front line has been, you know, one of the most successful units that I've seen in, in kind of following this team over the last, you know, 10, 12 years. One of the things you mentioned, the, the Valley play week after week, a grinder, another tough game, right? You got South Dakota State and Northern Iowa and Western Illinois and Illinois State. Life don't get any easier living in this fine land we call the Missouri Valley Football Conference. Every team's a little dinged up. There's bumps and bruises. We heard at Coach Kleiman's press conference this week, Robbie Grimsley and Bruce Anderson are both probably game-time decisions, 50-50. If Grimsley can't go, Michael Tutsi is going to get a bunch more snaps today. He played really well in interception last week in McComb. The running back, you got Lance Dunn. you got Ty Brooks. We heard that Adam Cofield will get some more snaps. But that's one of those things that as this season progresses, something that's becomes so important is the depth. And we'll talk about the four-game rule after the break, how one of the things Coach Kleiman had referenced, they're able to play some of these true freshmen during the year in different situations, and we'll probably see that again today. But there's no doubt about it. The depth will be tested. Boy, it'd be nice if Bruce Anderson, number eight, could be playing today. It'd be nice if Robbie Grimsley could be playing today. But I'm thinking, I don't know, man. I, I'm if, if I had to put money on it, I'd guess – that Bruce doesn't play for sure, and Robbie's probably a coin toss. Yeah, I would say it's a it's a toss-up. I don't know if you want to risk Bruce Anderson re-aggravating any sort of injury because we have to remember, Swanee, that NDSU already had their bye. Like, there's no breaks from here until the first week of the playoffs where they might get a first-round bye. There's no breaks in between that. You have to preserve your great players, and you bring up a great point of depth. I mean, they need to utilize that to their advantage. And NDSU has been probably the best team in collegiate football at embracing that next man up mentality that Jalen Allison was just talking about. And I think, you know, when you look at a guy like Adam Cofield or Michael Tutsi, they're embracing that. And, and I think they're going to thrive in it if they happen to, you know, be thrust into more action today. And speaking of breaks, we're going to take one right now and heard it here with Swanee on 740 AM, The Fan and 107. Point three FM. When we come back, we'll have our FCS Face the Nation roundtable. As old as paper and ink, Nolan Schmidt brings his new school approach to Bison Illustrated as its editor-in-chief and joins Swanee to go over the big headlines for this week's matchup. Let's get her cooking. Here on Herd It Here with Swanee on 740 AM, The Fan. It's cold, brother. Better put on the long johns today. Put a little extra fireball in your uh, coat, pocket, or ever, wherever you want to store that stuff. If you're the guys at Six Flags, you just got coolers of it. I'll be up there later. That's just a, a sheer coincidence. I want to thank Peterman Seed, Seabird Power Sports, Essential Health, Yankee Insurance, and Altendorf Trucking for making this fine show possible we've got our fcs face the nation round table with nolan p schmidt from the buys and illustrated magazine and chase miller from the fan and guys this is 
every week it's oh is this a is this a trap game the tough tough game for the bison and you look through the schedule you look through the schedule before the season and you say north dakota state has only run the table and gone undefeated in missouri valley football conference play one time since the national championship season of 2011 and in those seven straight Missouri Valley Football Conference championship years, in those six out of seven national championship years, there's only one undefeated season, that great 2013 Bison team. So I think the talking heads are saying, well, boy, these games left. If the Bison have a lot on the schedule, it might be today. So what I let's not quite get to the game day predictions yet, but I thought that struck me as a little, uh, hmm, Curious that uh, guys like Craig Haley at Stats FCS are picking against the Bison this week. I mean, wh- how do we define a trap game? Because we come in every week and we say, okay, like you just said, Swanee, Western Illinois, now that's a trap game. Northern Iowa, now that's a trap game. But then South Dakota State is obviously just South Dakota State. I think it's the same for Illinois State. I think this these teams know each other so well, perhaps even more so than the rest of their Valley opponents. I mean, you go back to that championship game in Frisco, Texas. That was probably, in this run, that was the best FCS championship game that I've ever seen with my own eyes. I mean, you think about it, Illinois State is minutes away from winning the FCS national championship, and Carson Wentz just puts a dagger in their heart. You know, think about how that's transitioned into, you know, the last few years in in their Missouri Valley Conference play matchups. They're always competitive. They're always close. And these teams just know each other so well. I mean, Chris Kleiman and Brock Spack know each other so well that, I mean, to call it a trap game, I think, is is probably a little misleading. I don't know if it's a trap game. These these two know each other, and they know what they're going to bring to the table today. When I see a top-10 team, I don't think it's a trap game at all. You know, be, just because their one loss is to Missouri State, but Missouri State, we obviously know, is a lot better than from previous years. Now, granted, uh, the Bears still have NDSU on their schedule. They still have... South Dakota State left on their schedule to kind of show what brand of football can they be a team that sneaks in as a seven win, maybe eight win team this year in the playoffs to make the postseason. But then you look at NDSU's next couple couple of games, guys, they're going to be favored in every game moving forward. You know, you got South Dakota coming up around the corner. You have Youngstown State. Youngstown State is not what we've seen from previous years. Um, you go to Southern, you got Southern Illinois, which you should be favored in that matchup. So what they have left on their schedule, then Missouri State going down to Springfield, they're going to be favored every game. So if they can take care of business, put another notch on their belt, all of a sudden they, they're going to leave no doubt why they should be at least a number one or number two seed today. And I think this is a bigger game personally for the Redbirds than the Bison. Because if long as NDSU finishes as, as a one seed or a two seed, it's essentially the same thing. You're going to get home field throughout the playoffs in your half of the bracket. Then you go to Frisco, such and so forth. But if you're Illinois State today with a game here, a game against the Jacks, then a game against you and I, that could be a make or break all of a sudden part of your schedule if you want to play devil's advocate where if you win one or two of those games, that looks really good. But if you go 0 for 2 going to you and I having a win against the Panthers, all of a sudden you could be looking at four losses three weeks from now. No doubt this game will have major implications, Chase, to your point at the Missouri Valley Football Conference race. North Dakota State, the only undefeated team in the Valley at 3-0 and in conference play, 6-0 and overall. Illinois State's at 2-1, and 5-1 and overall, and South Dakota State's right there at 2-1 and and 4-1 and overall. If North Dakota State can win today, they take firm 
They take a firm grasp. I mean, taking it with both hands, grabbing that proverbial bull by the horns. The Bison get by the Redbirds. They're 4-0 and in Valley play, 7-0 and overall. And if you look through that schedule, they've got some pretty favorable matchups left the rest of the way where South Dakota State's in your rear view, Northern Iowa's in your rear view, and Illinois State's in your rear view. And you know, as Jalen Allison mentioned a few minutes ago, that one week at a time approach, the Bison got to know that if they can get by the Redbirds, they're sitting in very good shape, not just for the Valley championship, but a number one or number two seed in the FCS playoffs. And I think when you think about it, you know, I always think about it. If the season were to end today, where would we be at? And obviously North Dakota State would be at the one seed and South Dakota State would probably be at the two seed, putting them on different sides of the bracket. I think that is kind of a big factor. You talk about South Dakota State being in the rearview mirror of North Dakota State at this point. But I mean, when it comes to playoff time, I think the Bison and the Jacks, they don't want to be on the same side of the bracket as one another. I mean, they I mean, think the Bison would prefer to be on the same side as like a James Madison or, you know, whoever. But I mean, I agree with you, Swanee. This, you know, after this game against Illinois State, the matchups are a lot more favorable. I think you can maybe, you know, we don't know what Missouri State is. I I we I don't know if I've been able to figure them out all year. But I think that's the maybe the one game that I would maybe put my question mark by if I had to choose the last four games going down to Springfield where, you know, North Dakota State has not played their best football over the past few times they've been, been down in Springfield. But I agree with you, Swanee. If they beat Illinois State, and, you know, whether it's handily or whether it's not, I mean, I think overcoming a top 10 team, like I think they're number seven in the country right now, like Chase said, I mean, that's a big enough feat in itself. And we're failing to recognize that the last four wins, if they beat Illinois State today, have come against top 25 teams because South Dakota State was ranked. You know, Northern Iowa was 21 or 22. Western Illinois, I believe, was still in the rankings at the time that they played last week. Am I, or am I remembering misremembering that? They were ranked earlier in the year. but I might they, be misremembering. I think when they lost to Illinois State the week before they played the Bison, they fell out of the rankings, but they were in that category of others receiving votes. But, yeah, there's no question they've been ranked throughout the year. Nevertheless, they were ranked at some point during the year. So, I mean, they, they have beaten ranked teams on a, in the last, you know, four weeks, you know, save it for this week. But, you know, I think that alone kind of tests your team to, to the point where, you know, as you go into a game against, you know, maybe not the a South Dakota team we're used to seeing next week, I mean, it almost makes it somewhat easy, in my opinion. A little bit. In South Dakota, you know, they got a matchup with Youngstown State today. And, you know, you look at USD with three losses. I look at Missouri State with two losses. But, again, South Dakota and Missouri State are two teams who still have to play the Jacks and the Bison. And if I'm a fan of either of those two teams, I don't know if I can consider that you're going to go 2-0. and And even going 1-1 and will be a nice, you know, feather in your cap. But the question is, what do you do with your other games before you play the Bison, before you play the Jacks. Like, this is a must-win game for Missouri State against Western Illinois. You know, Western Illinois, four losses. They can't afford another loss, essentially, you would think. Once you get to that four-loss line, that's where it really is your make or break, especially when you're in one of the quote-unquote power conferences of the FCS. Same thing with South Dakota. You lose today to Youngstown, that's not going to look good on what your resume has to build with games against the Bison and the Jacks moving forward. But then today, too, guys, um, I think the Fargodome for fans, you're definitely going to be noticing what Easton Stick is going to be doing because if all of a sudden he gets two touchdowns just like that, we could see some history today mm-hmm. here in the Fargodome. With three touchdowns, Easton Stick, number 12, the best quarterback 
in the FCS would become the all-time passing touchdown leader for the Bison passing legends like Brock Jensen, Steve Walker, Kevin Feeney, and the list. Carson Wentz only played for two years, so he's not really close to that Jeff record. Bentram. Jeff Bentram. He's got a lot of rushing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. He beat Walter Payton's NCAA total touchdown record back in 86. And that's one of the things I want to talk about after the break, guys. Two things, really. One, I don't know what to make of this Illinois State team because their schedule has been softer than Jello. Jello. 13-22. They have not beat anybody. Now, yeah, okay, they beat Colorado State, but that was a lifetime ago in September when it was 70-some degrees and the sun was shining and we weren't going to freeze freeze out there tailgating today. But I want to talk about that. I also want to talk about one of these days, and I said it earlier in the show, one of these days Easton Stick's going to have a game where he throws for like 250 yards. And the tight ends, the Bison tight ends, where have they been at this year? And I think it's something that Courtney Messingham and his guys are – holding in the hip pocket is today the day we finally see the Bison tight ends coming to life. We'll talk about that right after the break on Heard It Here with Swanee on 748. We're taking it to the bank as Swanee brings you his lock-solid prediction for this week's game. Just <clears throat> don't bet the house on it or anything, okay? Oh, my God. Are you serious? Bet the house on it. Let's go nuts, man. Bet the house on it. Go buy a Mega Millions ticket. I bought a couple of those this week. I didn't win. My wife, Libby, says, what are you doing? Says, honey, we can't win if we don't play. Telling me there's a chance. One in 300 million. Want to thank Welton's Tire Service, Valley Tire, Chris Heisey, American Family Insurance Agent, Legacy Wealth Management, TRS Industries, and, of course, Josh Linus running the ship here on 740 AM. The fan controlling this audio gold coming to you at 8.47 in the a.m. And last week, guys, I got to say it right now. Last week, the prediction segment, 34 to 7. Boy, I was, is that one point? Did I just miss that by one point? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by, yeah I'll tell you. It what, wasn't what, 56 to 7. What, so. I think what we're seeing with these games, North Dakota State last week, right in the second half, you're up 24 to 7. Chris Kleiman knows that any other offense is not putting up three touchdowns and a half against his code green defense. Shut down the playbook. Put it in the hip pocket. Run, run, run. Safe pass, rollout, punt, field position. I I get that. I'm fine with that. Brock Spack this week said, hey, North Dakota State, you start a physical team. Finesse football does not beat these guys. They're going to line up and smack you in the mouth. One of these weeks. North Dakota State is going to the air raid, man, and start slinging the ball. Is today the day where the Bison passing attack lights up the dome? It seems that it might set up for that if Bruce Anderson doesn't play. Now, that's not saying that Lance Dunn and Ty Brooks and even Adam Cofield can't carry the load on the ground because obviously they are more than capable of doing that. But, I mean, does the absence of your arguably your best running back, you can make that, you could debate that till the cows come home between who's the best running back at North Dakota State, but if you're missing Bruce Anderson, you know, you, you might be more inclined to air it out a little bit, but you referenced it, Swanee. You know, we had a listener tweet at us this week saying that, you know, NDSU has only played in, I think it was eight games, that they gave up more than 21 points in a game. And I, I, I think that if I did the math correctly, that means in 84% of their games since 2011, since the championship run began, 84% of their games – They've held opponents under 21 points. 
I, that is a miraculous stat. And I, I you know, you kind of referenced it, Swanee, but, you know, when you come into a game and say, okay, as long as we hold them under 21 points, Courtney Messingham said it about the James Madison championship game. If we were able to hold them under 21 points, we were going to win. And the, it was the same thing with South Dakota State. If we were able to hold them under 21, we were going to win. And what happened? They won. So, I mean, it's it's one of those things that's just miraculous to me. And, and thanks to that listener for bringing that stat up because it's uh, that was gold, in my opinion. It's a, it seems to be the magic number, yeah. Chase, that if the Bison offense can hit that 20, 21 points, like Nolan said, those numbers don't lie. But what do you what do you see from this Illinois State team and what North Dakota State might try to do offensively this afternoon at the Fargo Dome? Well, the first thing is Robinson is the running back, right? He is a topic number one. If you are going to have stock, he's the stock that you want to you know buy. Obviously, if you're into Missouri Valley running backs and what he's been able to do this season, and I take a look at what he did against Missouri State. He led the team in receiving with 90 yards, six receptions, and a touchdown. So he can be used out of the backfield. But then against Southern Illinois last week, he rushed for over 200 yards and you know got in the end zone as well. So he's a dual threat kind of guy. They're probably going to use him in different ways. Maybe you know bring him out into a slot formation, try to get him on a quick screen, you know, from the backfield. They have to find some way to stop that passing. Um, rushing attack from NDSU's front four. And if they do bring blitz at times, they have to kind of counter play that chess game at, at the right equation. For NDSU's offense in this game, it's really what Coach Kleiman says all the time. They'll come out in different formations, different sets where they kind of like to probe and see what they're getting from the defense. And then it's just a matter of you play the numbers game. If they're going to put seven, eight, nine guys in the box, then it's up to Darius Shepard. It's up to guys on the outside, Freeman. It's up to the tight end, Swanee, to go out and, and make a play. But if they're going to say, you know what, we think we might get hurt deep on a play action, so we're going to play a two-high safety and maybe we only put six or seven guys in the box, then NDSU's going to come out with their running game, whether it's a read option, whether it's a power run. So that's the deal with Illinois State. This would be undoubtedly the most physical team that they're going to face. Can they try to get an early turnover or maybe a special teams play in the first half to kind of take some momentum um, from from them? That's what I kind of look at in this game. And then obviously it's just the NDSU's ability to stop the run and the ability to run the football. I, that That's obvious in this matchup between the Bison and the Redbirds. James Robinson, Illinois State running back, is a big dude. He's 5'10", 220. He averages 130 yards rushing per game, nine touchdowns. They'd like to give the ball to him. They got another guy, Markel Smith. He's averaging about 75 yards total offense per game. You mentioned turnovers. North Dakota State and Illinois State are two of the best in the FCS right now in the takeaway giveaway margin. North Dakota State is second in the FCS in turnover margin. Illinois State's right behind him in sixth. And one of the things we heard from Coach Kleiman at his press conference this week as far as Code Green and the defense, and Jalen Allison had mentioned it earlier this morning, is that those are such pivotal plays in a game where in the Missouri Valley Football Conference, if you're an offense, it's tough to go eight plays, 80 yards for a touchdown, where I think Coach Kleiman's words were, you need to try to steal a possession. I think the team that can do that, have that big takeaway, is going to have an advantage in this football game. And that's and that's the case every game. Yeah, that's cliche. But especially when you're playing a, a team that's as good as Illinois State, that's going to be so big this afternoon. And, I mean, when you think about it, that turnover is going to have to come from Illinois State's quarterback, Brady Davis, because I don't think we're going to see you know, an instance where James Robinson is, is fumbling the football all over the Fargo Dome. I don't think we're going to see that. But you know, when you look at Brady Davis, he has 14 touchdowns to one interception, which is a, a, an unbelievable ratio. I mean, not taking anything away from him. But if you look at the defenses that he's faced, 
they're probably some of the bottom feeders of defense in all of college football. I mean, if you look at even at Southern Illinois last week, what the heck is Southern Illinois' defense doing? I mean, they obviously gave up 70-plus points to Ole Miss, gave up 50-plus points to Illinois State. So, I mean, the defenses that Brady Davis has seen so far this season are nothing compared to what he's going to see you know, in the Fargo Dome today. There's, there's not even a comparison that he can have. Even Colorado State didn't have a defense that's even close to how good NDSU is defensively. So if, the, if a turnover comes, it's going to need to be, I would say, an interception from Brady Davis. And I think, you know, maybe even a, a sack and fumble like we saw last week in Macomb too. The one thing I'll say is they've beaten everybody by a couple couple digits, except for Missouri State, which was their closest game and they lost that one. Um, this was going to be by far the best offense that the Redbirds defense has seen all season. How can they match that physicality? And that's always a question mark when going up against an NDSU team. I personally like the Bison in this one. I don't think they're going to fall. Now I could understand why if, you know, Robbie Grimsley's not in there, if Bruce Anderson's not in there, if a guy like Tanner Volson's maybe not 100%, and, and, and all of a sudden, you know, things work out well, it won't shock me if Illinois State comes in here and wins by six or wins by seven. If they play their brand of football and if they get a turnover or a special teams play, it's not going to shock me. We've seen it how many years ago in homecoming, you know, for, for Illinois State, and it seems like every time I'm looking at the notes, it's the Bison have won seven against this team, six against this team, four against this team. So sooner or later you're going to lose. But I like NDSU in this one, 31-17 I was from say, the Fargo Dome. I was wondering if you were to go down and, and <laughs> pick the Redbirds there. I thought I saw it coming. Let's jump into the pick segment then. I, I think that's going to be such a critical, critical part of the game. Illinois State's going to want to try to keep that a fourth-quarter game, keep the game tight. Nolan, how do you see this game unfolding this afternoon at the Fargo Dome? Well, I think uh, NDSU's defense is going to be overbearing to an offense that really hasn't seen much defense so far this season. Um, The spread is 16, which seems like a lot, guys, but I think when you look back, I think other than the South Dakota State game, I think North Dakota State has covered the spread in every single game. So I'm going to go 38-17 Bison. That's how I see it playing out today. After a two-week hiatus, the good guys are back in the Fargo Dome, and they're out for vengeance against an Illinois State team. That's the latest it girl darling of the FCS. And lo, the Bison are tired of hearing about Brady Davis and James Robinson. They say, hey, man, what about Lance Dunn and Easton Stick? And the Bison offense rolls. And this ain't even going to be close. It's going to be a big Bison game, as they all are. 35 to 10. The Bison roll and do some red burden hunting. This is Herd It Here with Swanee, with your host Swanee, reminding you that the strength of the herd is the Bison, and the strength of the Bison is the herd.